everybody? How you doing? How you living? Another episode of Talking Football here, Austin Cunningham and Dan Kiefer. No Justin Treese because he just decided to take uh, a family vacation. Honestly, probably one of the worst times of the year in terms of the sports calendar because it's not like we've been doing this for four years. You know what I mean? Like, hey, happy four-year anniversary. Not going to be here. Deuces. You guys do the show. Don't worry about it. I know I've been saying that within the last couple of weeks and a lot lately. But, I mean, I haven't been doing it the, the week of the draft. So, I mean, if we if we have to rank these on a scale of, like, who's is worse, I think we can agree it's trees. But hope you're having fun. you got a great family. Hope your trip's having – is being a, is a blast is what I'm trying to say here as I keep some of my words because I'm just also thinking how is he going to respond to me after he hears this. And I know it's not. Well, I mean, you're, you're going to get it. I love yeah. to face it. If there's one thing we know that it's going to come back to bite you. That's why. Keep it to myself. He wanted to take some time. I get it. Uh, Trish does a lot, so glad he's getting out to relax with the fam. Uh, he Should sent me a couple snaps. Week, yeah. Should have been next week. Uh, sent me a couple snaps, and he's definitely uh, kicked back. We'll put it that way. So, oh, he's sending you Snapchats, huh? He sent, he, sent, he sent me a snap. I was grilling chicken, and, like, Trish does not snap at oh, all. I'm, and I was like, I'm glad oh you God. got one of those. He's alive. I, he's alive. I did it's, not. Might be, I did not get Might one. be the uh, – second or third one i've ever got from him it was it was a big deal i was like shit tell the wife tell the kids trees is sending snaps folks uh so yeah it was a big deal but uh speaking of big deals austin today is april 26th we are less than 24 hours from the draft and i gotta ask yeah look at me good math have you watched draft day yet no, I was going to watch it tomorrow because a uh, new day job for me. Your boy is a loan officer, and uh, there's not a lot going on right now in the world of loans because uh, <laughs> interest rates, not good. So there's a there's a lot of downtime with that, which is great, and it's fun, and I love it. Um, so I might watch it tomorrow on a half day because if you work a weekend, you get a half day shift the next week. Oh. Perks of the gig, you know what I mean, aside from having to work the Saturdays. But uh, so I'm going to watch it tomorrow. I'm going to get annoyed at how poorly it's written once again. Uh, and then I'll be making my way to Kansas City to uh, watch the first round in person. So definitely looking forward to it. So I watched it, finished it literally 10 minutes ago. So I, I could <laughs> you know, not be more hyped right now. Like You've got me a little I, bit excited. I might watch it tonight once we get done. Because we're, so we're planning on having a little is, bit of a shorter show. So And right. obviously you've seen it. You've seen it before. Everybody has seen it. If you haven't, you need to just watch it for what it is right mm -hmm. you know i, I told my wife it's kind of like the christmas story we're like is it actually a good movie or is it just a good movie because you watch it once a year near christmas or christmas like, like on christmas the... you have it on all day long you'll shoot your eye out yep okay, with the, the, gun. the leg lamp it's like, yep is it that great of a movie or do we just love it because you watch once a year there's no way i'm watching draft day in the middle of september but every April around this time, you bet your ass, I'm throwing it on, and I want David Putney because I goddamn feel like it. You yes, sir. bet. You bet. And I'm my like, favorite, yep, yep, let's go. My favorite part of that movie is where they go through the trade scenario, and it just it's so unrealistic on how they go about it on the phone call. But like, I love, I love the cast that they have in the movie. It's just written so poorly. And like the things so, that happens, like nobody went to his birthday party. Every Get year, out of town. Nobody cares. Every, every year, this is what I come back to. Okay. Right now in the NFL, there are two positions you don't take in the first round. You know, that's what all the nerds say, right? You're not supposed to take running backs in the first round, and you're not supposed to take linebackers in the first round. Your boy, Sonny Weaver Jr., takes a linebacker at number one overall 
and then trades three second round picks to come up to the sixth overall pick to trade that away so someone else can take a quarterback so he can take a running back in the top 10. I love hey. it. Just mad respect. <laughs> mad Rules respect, don't man. There. But let's <laughs> oh go ahead. Let's get into the meat of the episode today. Therese, again, hope you're having fun on your vacation. Let us know what you think on some of these headlines as well. But uh, breaking news, Aaron Rodgers finally traded to the New York Jets. Didn't think it was going to happen to possibly after the draft. Gets nailed down the other day, so you absolutely love to see it. Uh, And to be honest with you, I think the Jets got fleeced. I think what the Packers got out of it in return is so much better for them moving forward. You have Jordan Love coming in. You move up two spots in the draft. You give up another second, or excuse me, you get another second in return. And so it's one of these situations where there's no doubt in my mind that the Packers are going to draft a playmaker in the first round. Like Jackson Smith and Jigba, boom, right there. If Houston, for whatever reason, does not take him at 12, I think it has Green Bay written all over it at pick 13. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. Uh, going back to the deal, I, it seems like the Jets put themselves in a hell of a position, right? Uh, rumors here at a Green Bay was that they were completely fine if the Jets didn't want to pay their price. They said to hell that we'll just pay Aaron this year to stay home. Like they were, we are done with Aaron. He's either going, you're either paying our price or we're just going to sit on him for a year. Uh, so the Jets were in a tough spot. I think if Aaron plays two years, this deal is a lot better than it does right now. But if he's a one and done, yeah, I'm right there with you. The Jets got fleeced if he's a one and done. On the 13-15 pick swap this year in the first round, I don't know if you heard this, but I heard the Packers were actually jumping New England to make sure they could get JSN. Mm. Because the New England obviously has a need for a wide receiver, a playmaker in general, a warm body in the receiving court, if you will. <laughs> uh, and obviously JSN being the number one receiver on both our boards this year in the draft. And it seems like a pretty large gap uh, in draft media between JSN and whoever you have at wide receiver too. So it looks like Green Bay is doing a little positioning. And what a uh, final screw you to Rodgers than to draft a wide receiver at 12 when uh, they didn't take a wide receiver in the first round since like Javon Walker or something yeah. like that, which has been a minute. So uh, a very long time. That's for sure. Listen, good for the jets. You got your guy good for green Bay. You've moved on. You got Jordan love in the house. They got a quarterback on quarterbacks. Our next topic is probably the most polarizing quarterback in the draft this year. Will Levis. Well, I mean, polarizing for sure. Yeah. Every headlines will Levis. you know, will Levis, you are a Colt. Will Levis is now apparently the number one overall pick is what Reddit's telling me. Uh, Like Panthers legend 86 or something like that on Reddit came out and said, Will Levis is telling his folks, his family, everybody in his inner circle that Carolina told him he's the number one overall pick. And we can laugh that it's Reddit, but Vegas moved Will Levis from plus a thousand to plus 200 and at the number one overall pick i think the odds move like thirty two hundred dollars for him to be the number one overall pick so apparently vegas is also a little worried about this where are you at on it i mean i think it's just absolute baloney but then at the same time it's when carolina made the trade to one everyone thought cj stroud that's yep. going to be the guy. Frank Reich, there's a connection there. Boom, you absolutely love to see it. Now you're hearing from Will Levis, 
within the inner circle. And our guy, Matt Miller, just went ahead and published it um, on the old ESPN world, uh, which is fantastic. But apparently the Indianapolis Colts got the Manning's blessing on Will Levis and pretty much kind of promoted like, hey, you guys should take Will Levis. We think he's going to be a good quarterback. That's awesome if you're Will Levis. I don't know if it's awesome awesome if you're an NFL quarterback or a fan of the Indianapolis Colts because didn't they do the same thing about Daniel Jones? And we've yeah. looked at Daniel Jones and so far it's not worked out well. I'm, you know, I'm a fan of Daniel Jones, but at the same time, I'm going to be realistic. He's not been special. He's not had a lot of talent around him. I get that. You know, maybe Will Levis walks into a better situation with the Colts and what Daniel Jones did with the Giants. I think we can both agree he most definitely is. But at the same time, it's just, do the Mannings know how to truly evaluate quarterbacks? And if the Colts do take Will Levis and he ends up being a star, whatever the Mannings say is going to absolutely go in the world of the NFL in terms of quarterbacks. Like, it's just going to be insane if that does happen. I'm not a believer in it, though. I'm not a believer in Will Levis. I never have been. I've questioned him from the beginning. He throws hard. That's fantastic. But I think he makes poor decisions. And I think having to transfer from Penn State to Kentucky just to be a starter is kind of a red flag in my mind, especially losing to Mr. Clifford like you did for the starting job, which we can also agree on, or maybe I just saying, not a good oh, I, no, Sean State. Clifford sucks. I yeah. all so just, all thirty all thirty seven of his seasons at Penn State have just bugged me relentlessly. All thirty seven was fantastic. Well, been I mean, there what forever. are your thoughts though on he, Will Levis? So do you believe yeah, I like Will? Theater? I think Will's got a lot of tools. I think I think Will has a lot of tools. But like we've been saying about this draft class, the wide receiver class and the quarterback class are very similar in terms of pick your defect, right? I don't yeah. think there's a phenomenal an Andrew Luck, a Trevor Lawrence, a Caleb Williams, any quarterbacks like that in this draft, I think everything, everyone is going to have their defect, right? Take it from Sonny Weaver Jr. Everybody's got something, right? Montana wasn't big enough. He was going to get hurt. Elway's arm was too strong. Peyton couldn't make the deep throw, but for some reason, none of that mattered. So if one of these quarterbacks has the something that you can make not matter, go for it. Okay. And for Will Levis, that might be the Colts guy. If it is, God bless him. All right. I think Levis is talented. I do. I think if you look at his uh, junior tape at Kentucky, it's really good. Last year's tape, not good. Then again, he was running for his life and he was throwing to guys that I literally saw a ball hit one of his receivers in the side of the head. Okay. So it's not like the supporting cast was great. Yeah. I think it's going to be interesting. Th this whole class is just very interesting. It's it, it really matters where they go. It really does. But somewhere they might not be going per source, da -da 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 -da, is the Houston Texans apparently are now on the we don't need to take a quarterback at two train. How are we feeling about that? I think that's good for the Houston Texans moving on because I don't think you're going to have a quarterback come in and change that situation right now. There are so many more holes on the Houston Texans, it looks like John Mechie uh, has been training a little bit and was, you know, seen working out at the facility. So I think that's great. Um, hopefully he's been recovering well with cancer treatments. Um, and so that's a positive note for the Houston Texans. But when you look at the rest of that roster, there's really not much there to be excited about. And I think even taking a quarterback that you're questionable about at pick two right now in this situation with another new head coach, possibly going to be a new GM moving forward after this draft. I don't think that would be the right fit going forward. So if you can't take a defensive player, whether that is Will Anderson or Mr. Tyree Wilson, 
I think that benefits you moving forward and allows you to take a guy who can help your offense at 12, like I mentioned earlier, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Or maybe you just go after another, you know, offensive threat and take Bijan Robinson, who's going to be a difference maker. There's no way he gets past 10, though, in my mind. I also did hear that he is a top 15 lock. There's no way he gets out of the top 15. So if you want to make a, you know, a bet on those terms, I say absolutely go for it because there's no way, again, Bijan Robinson makes it out of the top 15. If you're Houston, I love the fact that you're going defense. Keep bolstering that, solidify it, have some guys that can make a difference against those other offenses in your division and keep moving forward. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Davis Mills ends up being the guy with more reliable targets around him because everybody was injured last year. And in a more quarterback-friendly system, right? The Shanahan system, the Shanahan tree, that is a quarterback-friendly system. So I'm right there with you. I will say for Houston Texans fans out there that are waiting for a quarterback, if Houston takes Bryce Young, he is tailor-made perfect for that offense. Mm -hmm. He is. And then if they can go out and grab JSN at 12, you have a reliable weapon. John Mechie's back. I like Nico Collins personally. Thank you. Uh, they also got uh, Bobby Trees. Bob, I think Bob Woods is down Bob there now Woods, too. Yeah. So, I mean, there is a little bit of weaponry there. They've done some work on the offensive line. It's just if Houston thinks he's the guy, fine, go get your guy. You know, but just know if he's not your guy and you go get him, it's going to get you fired. <laughs> you know, it, it, when you take a quarterback – you're signing your job up. You're attaching to the quarterback uh, or you trade a bunch of first round picks for Aaron Rodgers. One of two things happen, but if they don't go quarterback, I'm right there with you. I think either Tyree Wilson, who apparently is Casario's pick or Will Anderson, who apparently is D'Amico Ryan's pick. I think would both be good picks. Personally, I'm on the Will, An- Will Anderson side. I think he's the best player in the draft. It's been that way for the last year and a half. I don't know why that would change now, but uh, that's where I'm at with it. Yeah. And I mean, I agree with you. I also, know that D'Amico Ryans is the one making the pick this year. Like, he's Ooh. got to say so in it. So, dun, dun, dun. If, if you're hearing that he likes Will Anderson, that pick is most likely going to be Will Anderson. Drew Sanders at number 102. <laughs> Get yourselves a nice linebacker, folks. Uh, I mean, Absolutely you know, hey, love to see it. Um, then again, so, you know, if he wants to – or I, just, I was going to say, you know, if he doesn't want a quarterback from this class, a player he's familiar with from his time in San Francisco – is one Trey Lance, who apparently is not on the block, but they're fielding calls. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I think it would be a little silly for San Francisco to move on from a quarterback this early after trading up for him like he did two years ago. And I know Brock Purdy played really well last year, was a difference maker for you. If he doesn't get injured, there's a great possibility that you win that game in the NFC Championship game against the Eagles, and then you're finding yourself in another Super Bowl with Mr. Irrelevant, or just in another Super Bowl, but this time with Mr. Irrelevant as your quarterback. I think the difference is, though, that Trey Lance, if he stays healthy on that team next year, there's no doubt in my mind they go to the Super Bowl. And again, they already almost did it with Brock Purdy. If My dog is just messing around in the living room now, so if you can hear that, I absolutely apologize. Can't hear it at all. He is just having himself a blast right now. So... With this going forward for the San Francisco, I think you at least give Trey Lance a year. Allow Brock Purdy's elbow to heal up. If it doesn't work out with Trey Lance, then you know, hey, we still have Brock Purdy. We're good. If they both get hurt again, hey, guess what? You got Sam Darnold sitting there. But going in with this again, if you're the Baltimore Ravens and you can offer something up and get Trey Lance and not have to worry about the quarterback position and not deal with Lamar Jackson, 
I say go for it. Then you get yourself another quarterback who you know has the tools to be decent. You're possibly going to be surrounding him with weapons. We'll get into more of that here in a little bit. But it's also the fact that we don't have to worry about paying Lamar Jackson buku loads of money for a guy who hasn't played, you know, in the month of December for the last two years. Granted, Trey Lance didn't play at all last year, but it's just like he also didn't play in December. I mean, you don't have to you don't have to pay a massive contract for a guy to possibly be injured and not play. You get at least another dude on a rookie contract with Trey Lance, and the 49ers get something out of out of that, and then Lamar Jackson still finding a job, which in my mind is going to be the Washington Commanders. Ooh, ew. Uh, on the 49ers specifically, my take on the whole are they going to deal Trey Lance thing is why did you draft Trey Lance to begin with, right? Yeah. You had Jimmy G, and Jimmy G was a good enough quarterback to get you to the NFC Championship, not a good enough quarterback to win you a Super Bowl. What's our goal here? To win the Super Bowl, right? That's why we play the game. Right, most manly sport out there. We play it for a trophy and a, and a diamond ring. Brock Purdy is your Jimmy G. Okay. Yep. So why are we do why are we singing the song again? Love Brock Purdy. Love the story. He's not going to win you a Super Bowl. All right. Trey Lance is the guy that you brought in. You traded three ones to go get Trey Lance to win you a Super Bowl. Why would you get rid of that? <laughs> trade that away when? You know, when you haven't even seen that come to fruition, if it doesn't work, fine. You got Brock Purdy in your back pocket, and you know he can write the ship, and things will be all right. But I, I don't get dealing trade Lance just for the sake of dealing him to go in favor of Brock Purdy. If you're going to deal Trey Lance, you better bring somebody in, like you said, a Lamar Jackson or somebody out there as your next tier quarterback. Yeah, and so. Let's say let's say the Niners do move on from Trey Lance. Where do you think is is a good landing spot for him? I think, First team in my mind, Miami. Oh, uh, I, I wasn't caught me caught me blindside there. Yeah, I figured the I old figured Trey Lance Miami excited talk. about it though. Uh, damn, yeah, I'd be excited about it. I mean, I love Tua, but uh, it is what it is. I mean, he's land ended the last three years on the injury report. That's just what that's it, it is what it is. Whether it's an ankle, whether it's a head. Whether it's a shoulder, whatever it is, ribs, the dude's hurt. And the best ability is availability. Yeah, he's a rock star when he's on the field, but you got to be on the field. So if they can get Trey Lance, I don't know what the hell they'd get for him. They only got four picks, but, uh, you know, they All got future, baby. What is it? What is it? Uh, they got uh, 51, 84, like a six and seven or something like that. So cupboard's pretty bare, but, you know, we always got those future picks. So. Fuck them picks. Uh, if not Miami, I do. Uh, I think Washington's a possibility. You mentioned Washington with Lamar. I think that uh, obviously the Ravens, if Lamar moves on, uh, or Houston. I, I won't yeah. rule out Houston just because of the familiarity with the coaching staff. So I think there's options out there for Trey Lance. I think that would be very interesting right there in Houston. That would be a lot of fun as well um another spot here though moving on sticking with the draft though you have the question will there be more running backs that go in round one than wide receivers i think no i think the real question here ought to be how many running backs go in round one because right now when you look at things it just seems like it's Bijan robinson now, there's a little mm -hmm. rumor that oh jameer gibbs out of alabama yep. might kind of sneak into round one um, it looks like the Bills and the Cowboys are both interested in him right now, which I think is interesting for the Cowboys because you just released Zeke, who also still hasn't found a new home. 
We haven't figured that out yet. That's something Shocker. that everyone's just kind of overlooking a little bit, which I think could be an addition to a team next year that, you know, could make a difference on a deep run, depending on when he signs with them. But then the Cowboys with Tony Pollard and then you throw in a Jameer Gibbs, maybe that helps you just kind of go, hey, Tony Pollard was a guy for a little bit, but we've kind of missed out on that contract. Just broke his leg. He can move on. Let's see what Jameer Gibbs has. And then we just keep going with the rookie run or a running back on a rookie deal in round one. And that's what that offense needs. They need a running back that you can rely on or running back by committee type of situation. That's what's helped that offense be so successful. Doesn't, uh, you know, and I'm right there with you that running back by committee is the, is what's made the Cowboys successful. That seems to be the new way the NFL is going. There's not a lot of three down, you know, your Ladanian Tomlinson running backs anymore that just get every single carry. But doesn't Jameer Gibbs and Tony Pollard seem a little redundant skill set wise? Like, if you're going to do that, why not wait around and get like a Zach Charbonnet, a guy who's a little bit more of a hammer in between the tackles to take that Zeke role with Tony taking the majority of the touches on the outside, let him utilize his speed. But yeah, no, I just thought it was interesting because I think JS sends a lock to go around one. And I think that Bijan's a lock to go around one, obviously. But after that, if you told me that I had to like name a receiver that was locked round one, I really don't think with like, I could be like 100%, this guy is going round one. And same thing with running back, like Jameer Gibbs, like you said, there's the rumors, Dallas, uh, and a couple other teams that you know might pop up, might get him. So it's just interesting. And I'll even extend it a little bit between running back, wide receiver, and tight end. So your your main skill positions, which has the most players drafted round one, and I think it's tight end. Yeah, honestly. Like, and how crazy is that? There's a recent report coming out about Dalton Kincaid, and maybe it's not just a recent, you know, or maybe I'm just seeing it recently, but the his back injury that he has has been kind of lingering and whatnot. It's kind of something that maybe has some teams a little hesitant on taking them there in round one, depending on what teams those ended up being. I know a lot of people were picking him to Green Bay at 15 when he was there. I think Washington's another good spot. But Michael Mayer, depending on where he falls, you know, there's possibility he still ends up being a top 10 pick. And we're just sitting here like, oh, yeah. wow, I guess we just kind of continue to overlook that. But one thing that I think happens every year when we get to the draft and on draft night is that these offensive tackles get valued so much more than they do in mock drafts from other media members where teams are going, hey, like you guys kept overlooking this edge player. You guys kept overlooking this offensive tackle. And it's going to be like Darnell Wright taken right there, you know, in that 15 to 10 range. And I know that a lot of people have been doing that, but all the talk's been Mr. Paris Johnson out of Ohio State. I think he goes earlier than people expected. I think Darnell Washington goes earlier than people expected. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about him in the first Western. It's just like it's kind of one of these one of those deals where these names kind of just keep sliding underneath the radar, but there's a team that's just like, yes, let's go. And I have this huge hypothetical little conspiracy theory that Ooh. the whole Will Levis to the Colts thing is exactly what the Colts want to happen. This is exactly what Chris Ballard wants because he really wants C.J. Stroud, who I think we really? can all agree on is one of the better poised quarterbacks in every aspect of the game this year's draft class. The Colts would love to have him. Bryce Young, he's a little short on the size. I think when we look at C.J. Stroud, he's going to be one of those guys where we just we put too much thought into it. We just kept looking for flaws, and then we just kept creating them. And now the flaw is this new S2 test that we don't even know if the results that came out are true or not because now they're in the middle of a lawsuit and they can't really talk about it. So they're just kind of doing it in spurts. 
I think that works out for the Colts. Like, you get C.J. Stroud to somehow fall to you at four, where Houston's like, ooh, we don't know. Let's just take a defensive player. Then you're sitting there looking at the Cardinals like, okay, we'll just take the other defensive player. And the Colts are like, thank you, God. C.J. Stroud has just fallen into her lap because we've spent this entire time talking about Will Levis. And the Cardinals no, are like, I, yeah, we could trade yeah. down, but we don't want to miss out on Tyree Wilson. Tyree Wilson's going to be a lock here. Or we don't want to miss out on Will Anderson. Will Anderson's going to be a lock here at three for us. And then the Colts again are like, you all thought we wanted Will Levis? Mm-mm. It's C.J. Stroud. Thank you, and you're moving on with it. I think C.J. Stroud goes to the Colts, and I think he's going to be a really good quarterback for them. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you there. I think, that's a, I think there's a lot of merit to your little theory there. And with the whole S2 test, like if that's what the NFL wants to go with, and he got a eight, a six, a three, whatever he got on it. When he goes to visit these teams, he's taking that test with that team. You can guarantee that they want to watch him take that test again. Okay. There's no way he's not. Okay. The teams are going to put you on the board, right? So they're going to get their answers to what tests, you know, they want what they're going to do. I think they put a little bit of stock in that S2 test, but if they truly care about it, they'll have you retake it, Yep. right? Everybody's had an off day. You wake up in the morning, you bang your toe on something. We've all been there, all right? Maybe he just had a bad day. When you're talking a franchise quarterback, a top five pick, the number four overall pick, you're going to make that choice as much as you can, and I don't think they're going to screw around with it. I would not sleep on Anthony Richardson, though just because he is probably the most physically talented quarterback out of everybody. And with Shane Steichen, they're going to Jalen Hurst, Anthony Richardson. I think there's a little bit there that they could play with, but we just got the alerts. We got to keep moving. Yeah, we absolutely do. We've discussed Trey Lance. We've talked about the running backs. We've talked about the 49ers just kicking the tires on Lamar Jackson per Dan Patrick. I think it's interesting. It would be crazy if it happened. Some other discussions that have been kind of making its rumors, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, depending on where you're looking on Twitter, possibly Reddit as well. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins to the Baltimore Ravens is as good as done. They're just waiting on the money and the draft compensation for it. This is a pick that, you know, is expected or a trade, excuse me, that's expected to be made tomorrow night on Thursday, first round of the draft. I do think it would be surprising because I still think there's other teams in the mix for Hopkins, like the Kansas City Chiefs like the Buffalo Bills. Um, I think it's kind of one of these situations where hopefully the Ravens are not being used as a, hey, let me get the attention of these other guys saying that they're pretty much locking in this trade and I end up going somewhere else. Because if he ends up with Buffalo, that's going to be very scary if he can stay healthy with that other guy on the other side, Mr. Stephon Diggs. Yeah, that would be insane for him to go to Buffalo. Uh, I think the Cardinals, who just need draft picks, they need young players on that roster, they need an infusion of talent are being patient because they know they can be and waiting for somebody to blink. Like they are literally mm-hmm. just waiting for someone to get nervous tomorrow during the draft, see where receivers start to fall. Somebody starts to sweat. Okay. Instead of getting a rookie, let me go grab new Hopkins, pay a little bit more for him. But now I got a guy I know can ball when he's healthy. Yep. And they're, they're going to have to restructure that contract as well. I don't know if you just made that point there. Sorry, I was handling the dog situation. No, I didn't mention, but you're right. But yeah, like, that's gonna. That's I think gonna that's get something revisited. that also kind of plays into it as well, where you can get a really good receiver who's on, you know, kind of definitely the back end of his career at a cheaper price. Another guy in that situation, Dalvin Cook, the fantastic running back for the Minnesota Vikings, when he's on the field, uh, has a preferred destination to your Miami Dolphins, and Ooh. I can't help but think how you feel about the possibility of Dalvin Cook being on that team, and if, like I mentioned, Trey Lance gets traded to the 49ers. That's a, what that's a hell of a team well, right I mean, there. 
I Trey Lance is already on the 49ers, my Matt guy. For, Trey Lance is already on the 49ers. He he can't get traded to the 49ers. I meant to the Dolphins. But uh, if I'm they sorry. both end up in Miami, as we're talking, right? Yeah. So if Dalvin Cook specifically, I think, is very interesting. Uh, he's obviously better than what they have in-house right now with Raheem Mostert or uh, Jeff Wilson. It's kind of two schools of thought, right? The Shanahan offense, the Mike McDaniel offense. Anybody can go play running back and get five, six, seven yards of carry. The problem is Miami only has four draft picks this year. And if you want to bring talent into that room, are you really going to spend one of the few draft picks you have on a running back so they could be what you already have, right? The 49ers way of doing that gets you a Raheem Mostert, gets you a Jeff Wilson. That's why they're there now. So why would you spend a draft pick sixth, seventh round on that guy just to get the guy you already have Mm -hmm. versus sending a future pick in a draft class where you have more assets already, have time to accumulate the assets you're sending away, get an established impact player like a Dalvin cook, who obviously wants to come down uh, and play for you. So I think it's a great move if they can do it. He's still only 27 years old. This will be a most likely post June one trade. It might get like softly agreed upon during the draft, but it's not going to get finalized till post June one. I believe that's something in Dalvin's contract for the way the money works out. Once again, that will be a deal that, uh, has to be renegotiated for the trade to work or Minnesota says they're just going to cut him. So there's not a lot of, you know, if you're Miami, why would you give a lot for him? If you know, he wants to come to you and Minnesota's already said, they're going to cut him if they can't trade him with well, shit, let them cut him, eat that contract and then go sign him to whatever kind of deal you can. Exactly. Like what San Francisco, or excuse me, what the new Orleans saints did with Derek Carr last topic yeah, though, that exactly. we have on the rundown before my last question for you, the Washington commanders are not going to exercise the fifth year option on chase young. Um, kind of surprising, but at the same time, that's something we saw happen a lot last year with a lot of other rookies. You know, this happened with Josh Jacobs. It happened with Daniel Jones. It's kind of worked out for both of them in a sense. Daniel Jones at least got a new contract. Josh Jacobs got the franchise tag. And so, This doesn't mean it's, you know, doom and gloom. It doesn't have to be that type of situation for Chase Young, but it does show like, hey, you need to prove it right now. You know, you were a stud in college. We all know that, but you've been dealing with some stuff since you got to the league in terms of injuries, and we've got to get that cleared up. we got to know that you're available and you can play um, before we give you this massive contract because that defensive line for Washington is just stacked with guys. Now, does he end up being a guy who's traded during the draft? Or afterwards, you know, like you just said with Dalvin Cook on a post-June uh, 1st destination type situation, that would be interesting. I doubt he gets traded, but I do think it's interesting and something to keep an eye on uh, moving on from here. Uh, what are your thoughts on it real quick before I ask you my last question? No, I'm right there with you. I think Chase Young simply hasn't been on the field enough to earn that fifth-year option. I don't. I think there's a small chance that now he might get dangled in a deal like for a Lamar Jackson. Uh, Baltimore is always looking to add defensive talent, but ultimately I think this is a proven situation. Washington just doesn't feel the need to uh, give him that automatic fifth year, especially with them having a change in ownership. You make that somebody else's problem. Absolutely. And then my last question I have for you, if you guys had a first round draft pick, this is awesome. You really kind of forgetting that you guys didn't have one. Cause uh, whoopsie days. Oh, actually we, we, we used to have two. Yeah. Um, and lost uh, them both. Oof. Uh, who would you want or who do you want? Who's the guy that you want Miami to find a way to end up with? Uh, so sure. Yeah. So if they were still picking 21, I would definitely go offensive line. If they could find a way to maybe jump up and get a Paris Johnson, something like that to play right tackle, because that is a massive hole right now. Otherwise second round, 
if they can find a way, if he falls to get like a Darnell Washington or even a Sam Laporta, somebody that can seal the edge in the run game, Mike that's Gusecki. what they missed. He's gone, man. He's a Patriot. Uh, they just need someone that can block. So definitely not Mike. Uh, anyone that can block and hold down the end of the line of scrimmage for that, you know, zone offense, I think is pretty high on my wish list. So yeah, okay. Darnell Washington's one. And then at number two, throw in, you know, your Sam Laporta is your shoemaker from uh, Michigan, anybody like that. And then round six, give me Charlie Jones, please. Just give me Charlie Jones from Purdue. That's my boy. <laughs> All right. I love Charlie love Jones, man. Love him. Absolutely love it. And we're getting done right here just in the nick of time. A little bit of a shorter, rushed episode. Once more, I need to apologize for any noise or breathing or God bless that you heard during this episode. Um, and the guitar falling. All thanks to my dog, Reese. That's my boy. Um, appreciate you guys for listening and joining in us. Hope you enjoy the draft. Hope your team ends up with the guy or guys that you uh, you have your draft crushes on. You've been listening to Talking Football. We appreciate it, and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you.